0: You know, I often say that if you, you want to predict the future with any sort of clarity, you, you have to go back and look at history uh, to be able to uh, understand and judge what's about to happen. And, and that has held tried and true over the many, many years. It's um, where history is a lesson. That's why we don't destroy history, uh, that's why we build on it, and that's why when uh, a lot of this wokeism started and they started tearing down our history and all of the historical statues and you know the indoctrination of the schools, it, it became very problematic in our country uh, because without that blueprint of history, uh, we, we have nothing else to, to gauge things with. And I think that's one of the big points that's lost on this generation, frankly. Now, with the raid on mar lago I, I'm going to say this up front here, there, there should be no doubt in what this raid on mar lago was all about. There should be no doubt. I know there's a lot of speculation out there. Everybody has opinions and 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 there's a lot of vagueness still because we don't have the, the evidence and the, the hard evidence yet within the DOJ and why they did what they did. But but looking at things in more detail i surely have connected dots here to understand what's in play and i I think as i'll prove to you today that uh, this is all about building a criminal case uh, when there is no evidence now there's a history of this uh, not just making that stuff up there's there's a long history of this uh, and it's why it will stand true with what i share with you today here so the narrative floating out from the DOJ and the media elite alike, is that this is about classified information and documents that Donald Trump took from the White House? That that isn't that the case. That's what we're being led to believe. But there's always another narrative. So it's a smoke and mirrors game, and what is put out there, and what the media drives. Uh, you know, as their headlines out there. and that's really how you capture the imagination of a nation. And, and we'll, again, we have a history of this. We've seen this with Russia, 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 for years. In fact, this is what infuriated so many Americans is all the effort and energy that was put into taking down the Trump administration before it ever even had its legs underneath it. And it really infuriated people. You know, if you're going to break all the rules and do something against all historical president, okay, in our 246-year history, and you're going to target a former president... Would it be because perhaps they have some classified documents lying around and you'll do a raid on their residence? And, and keep in mind, the FBI was already there earlier in the year of Mar Lago. They had already got much of that evidence, or there's records that they wanted, evidently. So then what has transpired and what has changed from then to now? And why the urgency all of a sudden? You know, it's one thing about Washington is they move very slow at a snail's pace. Why the sudden urgency to raid the home of the former president? That's another question, isn't it? Well, the the sense of urgency is this. We're now coming up. We're inside of three months. Inside of that time period for the midterm elections, which will determine Enormous amount of power in washington d c will has the opportunity to change hands again or not, depending how things play out so you look at the stakes of the game now in the next three months and now you get the idea of what that urgency is and and, and this is where uh, I, I think a lot of these power players uh become um restless and they'll begin to do moves like Merrick Garland did here in the case of Raiden at home now they never admit this clearly but we've already seen Garland and his attempts and what he's all about and like everything else in DC people there's uh they're partisans everybody's a partisan they're left or right and same thing with our Supreme Court nobody is you know politically neutral here They all have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. Don't forget that. Keep that over here. But, you know, we always go to defend our left and our rights in this country. But we have to understand there's an agenda behind what they do, including Trump. Everybody has this agenda of their political belief system. So while we as the American people go to defend those people that we like or admire or we think are doing a good job for us, You have to remember, we don't know the whole story. There's always more to the story, and we forget that from time to time. Now, playing back historically to the Russia investigation, Robert Mueller. Remember that name? Boy, that went on forever, didn't it? Well, he had concluded he he went on for almost two years. It was a it was better than a 22-month investigation, as you recall. uh, And before he submitted that report to Uh, the attorney general at the time, uh, William Barr, right? And uh, now Barr and the AG, uh, the deputy AG at that time was a name you also quite remember, uh, Rod Rosenstein, remember that name. Uh, And they looked at the report, it was just a few pages, three, four, five pages uh, summary uh, that, you know, went went to Congress and also was released to the public, this report as well. and You know, their findings were that, okay, maybe Russia interfered with the election. Russia's been doing that ever since the beginning of our elections, and Russia's been uh, our uh, adversary. Um, But the counsel, Mueller, did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts, despite multiple efforts from Russian-affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. Now, that is significant, what I share with you there. But yet those claims of Russia, 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 they took all the oxygen out of the room for all of those years, and they hurt the country. This really wasn't, I mean, it wasn't about one guy. It wasn't about hurting Trump, although They did. It was really about the entire nation. Remember, the nation was on pins and needles and it took all the oxygen out of the room. There's Russia, Russia, Russia. And how would you like to be the target of all this? And you know it's all phony baloney. It never happened. Well, you'd be a little irate. You might even become a little brazen. You might be a little pissed off, in fact. And you might even say some things that aren't nice. And you might get a little aggressive and nasty in one's face, possibly potentially. I think people tend to do that. It is human nature, isn't it now? And especially someone like Donald Trump, who doesn't exactly take things sitting down, you see now, so historically this Russia, 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 and the point of this is is this, my friends. they spent a lot of time. Uh, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of a lot of players here, including Mueller, but more than Mueller, trying to find the evidence, trying to find the crime, knowing that they had to get Trump on something. And that's where all these other shenanigans came in, uh, the 25th Amendment and impeachments. And my friends, it was just layered on, layered on really, really thick. And the American people began to see that. And many people had a lot of compassion for what Trump was going through at that point point, mean, what the country was going through. I have to remind you of that. So with all that, you know, bringing it to current day now with this uh, trying to build a case, because when you don't have a clear case, uh, then or you don't have any case, you have to go find the evidence. You go on some sort of a mission. That's what Merrick Garland, this raid on Mar-a-Lago is all about. Uh, You can be sure of it. It is to find the evidence. And, you know, with the January 6th committee hanging there in the balance, and we'll talk about Pelosi in a moment, how that fits into this, uh, but that should tell you uh, plenty as far as what Garland is up to. And that This has nothing to do, really. Uh, It's a smoke and mirrors game of classified information. Uh, You're not going to go to that level. I mean, you can get that stuff back by other means. But surely not with an unprecedented historical raid on a former president's. That just doesn't add up. That's something you would find that would happen in a Venezuela country. Yeah, that's not going to happen here. So this changed everything. That's why you're seeing the outrage over the last, uh, you know, 24, 48 hours and what's taking place here. Okay, now I want to play an audio clip for you here with uh, this is Attorney General Merrick Garland. And this is uh, this was just in July 2022 at a press conference that he had. Uh, And it plays into this narrative. Let's listen in here
1: look no person is above the law in this country nothing stops us no i don't know how to maybe i'll say that again no person is above the law in this country i can't say it any more clearly than that there is nothing in the principles of prosecution in any other factors which prevent us from investigating anyone anyone who's criminally
0: responsible uh for for uh, uh, an attempt to undo a democratic election. Okay, so these words from uh, A.G. Merrick Garland, we're talking they were just less than a month ago here, okay, to be sure. There's just a press conference held by the DOJ, and uh, and, and he, he says, I mean, not even a former president, you heard his words there just a moment ago here. He says, and I quote, there's a lot of speculation about what the Justice Department is doing and what it's not doing and what our theories are, and what our theories aren't, and there will continue to be that speculation. He said that's because a central tenet of the way in which the Justice Department investigates, and a central tenet of the rule of law, is that we do not do our investigations in the public. We have to hold accountable every person who is criminally responsible for trying to overturn a legitimate election, and we must do it in a way filled with integrity and professionalism. So, not even Trump is above the law. And, and, and there was a headline, um, and ABC News ran a headline just to that point. A.G. Garland reiterates no person, not even Trump, as that reporter had questioned, is above the law. You know? So you have that. Now that was just in recent weeks. This thing has been building now, again, back to the breadcrumbs I shared with you yesterday and what they mean. And now we see where a lot of this is is headed. Now, there are seven points here I want to bring to your attention, and we'll discuss more of these throughout the broadcast today on The Voice of a Nation, my friends. But here's seven points I want you to consider that I think you'll agree with, no matter what your political persuasion potentially is because they're factual, that make Trump a target, okay? And we'll discuss these a little more throughout, but but here are the seven points. Let's let's flesh these out real quick. The first one is, I think you will agree with me when I say, Washington, D.C. is corrupt, both the left and the right. Would you agree with that point? I think probably the percentage is well over 90 percent, I would guess, of Americans would say that statement is correct. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican or Independent, you know in your heart of hearts that Washington, D.C. is very corrupt, both left and right. Okay. The second point is the establishment players are in control and they resent interference from outsiders. Now, there's a lot of establishment players there that have been, I'm talking about all your bureaucracies, your government agencies, but even government of the higher uh, elements and, uh, you know, they have a system and a way of doing things. Now, when you include the establishment players, you have to include the media as well. Let's keep going. The third point to make Trump complained about this broken system for years, for decades even. You know, you might, you probably seen that Rona Barrett, uh, uh, well, interview that Trump did back in 1980. It, it was a whirlwind where he threw so much into that. That's still played today. It's still on YouTube. It's still out there. You go look at it again, the Rona Barrett. Interview. And then look at the times he sat down, those big interviews with Barbara Walters and Oprah Winfrey. And The View, my God, The View loved Donald Trump. They couldn't get enough of him. So the third point, I think you'll agree with me, Trump complained about a broken system for a very long time. He called China out for a very long time. He called out, his words are stupid politicians that he would often call out uh, the system. The fourth point is Trump was a darling of the media. They couldn't get enough of him. Uh, just go back and look at some of the, I mean, uh, these are all available on the open uh, internet here, uh, but you blown away, if you, to refresh your memory, of some of the interviews and sit-downs he even had with the um, the view, uh, The as toxic as that environment is. Uh, they couldn't get enough of Trump. Loved him and played to it, and he... Never, I don't think he ever thought they would turn on him in the way that they did. I, I, because he would put a lot of affection out there back at them as well, you see. But he was a darling of the media until Trump became a threat to this establishment I just played out for you. And he then became enemy number one. Okay. So the fifth point here is Trump knows how to play the system, friends. Let's be clear. This is not an innocent little choir boy here that many of you subscribe to. You don't become wealthy and powerful in our country. Hear me clearly now if you don't know how to play the system. You, you, You might agree with me on that point. And it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing you have to know how to play the system. Trump knew how to play the system. He played both the left and the right. He equally gave to both. He was a Democrat for many years. His systems, his belief systems changed over the many years and and that's not unusual either. For many, it's not unusual. But he knew how to play the system then and he surely knows how to play it now. You can't possibly become wealthy and powerful in this nation if you don't know how to play the system, friends. It just is a fact. That's why there is the rest of us, and then there are them. But as I stated to you yesterday, it puts Trump in a different sort of category. It's beyond courage. It's brazen. We'll get back to that. Uh, Point number six. Trump wasn't playing by their rules. He wasn't playing by their rules. So he became toxic very quickly to the establishment. See, he had an unorthodox way of doing things. He also, you know, a lot of the stuff plays into your mindset and and your ego. You you remember he was a, a did all the television shows and all of that and had the very successful apprentice, uh, you, you become, you know, just like anybody. You you begin to think of yourself in a different light. Uh, so he wasn't playing by the, the normal rules. And some of those rules, I mean, he, he potentially knew many of them, but some of them I would suggest he probably didn't even know. He wasn't a product of Washington, no question, but that also made him a threat to Washington, you see. But he became toxic very quickly to this establishment, okay? And the seventh point is this, and if you're still with me and you agree with those points, the more they hated Trump and fought him, the more aggressive he got, and many would say the more ugly he got, and many believe that. Trump picked up a lifetime of enemies in a very short period of time is what took place. I suggested back to listeners what, oh, (laughs) Early on, as in his administration, that I said to you all. Some of you listeners have been with me for years. You know what I'm talking about because I said I said to you, some of this is going to come back to haunt him. Some of this, you know, you have to pick your fights and pick your battles uh, very wisely. And but you know, when you throw all of these bombs out there continuously. Uh, you you're gonna upset the apple cart more than once. And he did that. And he picked up more and more enemies within the establishment players, surely throughout the media world. All of those people that loved him, where he was the darling of the media, he now became very, very toxic. And he still didn't change his style, even to this day. If you listen to him at uh, CPAC and you listen to him to some of his recent campaigns, he's still the way he is now. There's two ways to look at that, friends, to be sure. many there are, There's a good piece of America who celebrate that because it is totally different in American politics. It becomes very entertaining. And I've talked to you before about that, what I call polytainment. And that's why a lot of the kids in the younger generation thought he was a hoot and a half. <laughs> and they thought Trump was very, very unique because he didn't play by the rules. He did it differently. But then there was another piece of America who really got angry with the way he went after. And there's a lot of those cats that became uh, not supportive of Trump and not supportive of his agenda. And they continue to feed that to their followers and their people. None of this helped bring a swell of optimism uh, to the country or a swell of being able to unite the country or a support of Donald Trump. None of that helped in that way. But this was Trump's way of, you know, doing business, political business. It was different than anybody else. But this is a big point of why when you ask why things are as toxic as they are, or why do they hate Trump so much? This, these are the arguments I put out to today that are two sides of the coin, you see? There are two sides of the coin I want you to understand. And um, it, it's why Trump is so loved and so hated. There's not a little middle, there's really not any middle ground with Donald Trump. You either love him or you hate him. Not a lot of milk toast with that kind of thing, uh, and so that's where he's bringing out the best of America in that way, as a patriot, patriot patriotism, but and bringing out the worst of, and so this kind of plays to a very toxic environment uh, in a time in our country where we ha- are having problems uh, a- across the spectrum, across the entire political aisle of coming together as a country. It's more than just a diversity of opinion and a diversity of thought today, friends. It's the fact that we're at each other's throats and people can feel it and they know it. And as I have just shared with you in the last day or two here, that you know, as, as we continue to tear each other apart here, our adversaries and enemies are paying very close attention. And it saddens me to say that this is not going to come out well if we don't begin to take more responsibility and make sense of this thing and pull ourselves together. We are literally beating the hell out of each other. And there's a lot of damage being done internally to our country. That's not going to be easily fixed. And one election or two isn't going to fix that either. So I, I think that's where a lot of these enemies of ours play the long game. We don't do that so well here in America. We don't play the long game. We, we only play the short game. This is an Achilles heel that will come to haunt us in our country, um, that if we're going to surpass the 250-year mark in the American experiment and mature as a nation... Uh, We have got a lot of growing up to do here, I will tell you right now. And remember, this experiment was unique. It was unique in the way that it was we, the people, calling the shots now. It wasn't a specific dictator. This was an oligarchy. It was something different. Uh, And, you know, there's there's a lot of lessons we've learned from this. The question we have to ask ourselves, are we putting them to the test? And what are we learning uh, from our mistakes? So, you know, I had some uh, folks uh, I I will share with you. Well, I'd say confidentially, but I'm going to share it with America now. So I'm not. Well, I, I'm going to share it with you, but I'm not going to tell you who told it to me. But uh, there there were some um, very recognizable uh, national uh, figures who shared with me just the other day here, in in reference to the CPAC uh, conference that was just held, um, and. It was said to me from those people that with Trump's speech to CPAC, that they found it very offensive and toxic and they just couldn't put up with it anymore and they left the room. Okay, that was that was their point of view. These are names you would know. And it was shared to me in confidence. That's why I cannot divulge their name because it was said and shared in confidence. But they were, they were upset. They were irritated. The fact that he just edged things on and was entirely beyond brazen. And they didn't feel the country needed that at this moment of time. Now, In all fairness, when you look at the tapes and the videos, there are other people in the room who applaud that, and they think, again, this version of polytainment is very unique to American politics, when you can get up there and say, you know, throw the F-bomb out there, and, and it's more than just that, but it's the way you go after your political opponents and how you go about doing it, you see? So that point I share with you, just so I keep everything in context and what I'm thinking about here as to why... Trump is, for many, very, very toxic in our nation. Why many others think he's the answer and the cure for cancer at this point of time. And it really comes down to where our country is headed. What are the fights ahead? You know, this this road to Marxism, uh, as I say, it's he's an interesting man for interesting times. And how many other people, I, I asked that question uh, just yesterday to uh, to, to someone and said, you know, how many other people do you know, around, you know, in the political spectrum right now or that have the temperament of a Donald Trump? That have, you know, testicles the size of Nebraska, I think is how I put it out there to you, correct? You know, how many? It doesn't come to mind, does it? Not that sort of brazenness that you'll go up against a strong wind that will knock you down, but Trump does that. And he does it routinely. And that's what makes him very, very unique. Now, this raid on Mar-a-Lago, as we shared with you, it is, while it it is very historical and unprecedented in American history, uh, there are those who are clearly defending it. And here's what gets me about Washington, D.C. that I think probably gets you as well. It's, it's very irritable how people play politics on all of this. Both sides do. I want to be clear. I'm not going after just one side here. It's the system, friends, the system. But in the case of Nancy Pelosi, now, you, you know, you just know what I'm going to say to you here. But her comments back about the Mar-a-Lago raid, and, and, and she says, now, let me read you her words exactly. And I quote, I don't really have too much to say except that to have a visit like that you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And so the headline read, Nancy Pelosi reacts to the FBI raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, says authorities had justification. That was the headline. Now, with that, this point that she makes about justification here's where these people don't do, they do so much harm actually to our country. I think people like Pelosi McConnell does the same thing. Uh, and McCarthy does the same thing. They play to their political crowd and their ideology of the people behind them. Let's be clear friends. Who are we lying to here? Republicans are no better than the Democrats with that. I mean, let's just call it the truth, what it is. Um, You know, with Pelosi, if you know full well, and, 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 you know, if this was anybody on the other side of the aisle, whether it's who, it doesn't matter who it is, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, uh, whoever, Kamala Harris, and this was happening against them. Do you think she would come out and say that, well, they probably had justification, so they had every right to do that? Well, of course she wouldn't she'd be outraged. She'd be blowing the megaphone. She'd be one of, you know, and and Nancy is that way. Pelosi is a very seasoned uh, establishment, a political player uh, for a better word. (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, for her to say, well, they had justification. Well, yeah, because that's your political opponent. And so sure in your world right now, but, that shoe on any other uh, foot, and there's no justification for the egregious nature of what's happened. Pelosi would say, she says, our country has been damaged badly, and she would go off on a rocket ship somewhere. And how could this happen in America, where they go and raid a former president's home? I mean, if they did this to Obama, what do you think Pelosi would say? Come on, people, you think she'd get on there and say, "We all, they, you know." She'd get on Morning Joe, which is where she made this statement, by the way. She so, said, well, you know, they they had justification. I am sure to get a warrant and to go get that and to, get, to go get all the goods, to get the fact that, you know, Obama was really trying to transform the country. And now we have a lot of the evidence as to what he was up to. And they also found his birth certificate, by the way, in the box, if you can believe all that. This was like a treasure home. So, oh my God, the DOJ and the FBI and this Republican president got all that. Who, who? Right you think you think Pelosi would come out and celebrate that? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, this is what I mean when I made my point about the corruption in Washington, d c, and that leaves the rest of us asking ourselves most days, who do we really believe right? who Who do you believe? Who can you believe? <laughs> that that is the quandary well who you can believe is right here at uh, on the voice of a nation at america Outlaw, because you know i give it to you straight i go after the entire system and what it is and let you decide for yourself what you think i think in most cases most people would probably agree with me i think vast majority of people and i think most of you out there would agree with what i say unless you are an extreme partisan I think that's part of the cancer of our country, because these political parties, they just beat to their own drum and they have one objective. And so it's their empowerment uh, and uh, the power and the greed that uh, comes with that. Uh, It's what's wrong with our country, uh, quite frankly. Uh, Now. There's a couple of scenarios that you will enjoy, by the way, that the New York Times comes out with about the whole raid on Mar-a-Lago and what that means. Uh, And the points play to my bigger point above that I've shared with you uh, about what really is up, what's really happening here. This entire spectacle is sincerely only about one thing, and it is truly about putting the nail in the coffin and taking down Donald Trump. There is no doubt about it. I'm not a partisan. I don't say that as a partisan. If I say that as a God-loving Christian conservative person who loves our country and the Constitution, it's the God's honest truth. That is the only truth I can see here. Because they are in search of evidence right now. And so you're going to see more and more as this thing begins to shape and as they team up, including the fact that he's taking the fifth up there with the attorney generals in uh, New York, you see, and all of that playing out. And you're gonna see all these other, and we'll we'll talk about that with the Times and what they talk about with all these investors. In other words, they are layering it on right now. This is really about keeping Trump out of the game for all the reasons, for those seven points I shared with you earlier, okay? He is toxic to the entire establishment and they want nothing to do with him. Now the country is going to have to figure this out and determine what the best path forward is going to be, frankly, uh, you know, whether they give Trump the, the keys to the car again, and he gets another shot at this thing as it appears that he is, although, you know, who knows, maybe he has some big press conference and make some big decision and I mean, I don't think you expect that's going to happen, but, you know, maybe there's an outside shot, what the Vegas odds are. We'll have to look at those Vegas odds to see, but uh, maybe he says, you know, well, I'm really considered, but at this point in my life, I think I'm going to stay back here and play the game from this vantage point, my fellow Americans, and I'm going to support X. You can just imagine who X will be. I'm not going to say anything more than X. I think you all can speculate who you know X will be. We'll talk about X another day, but maybe that's a road he takes. Yeah, I hear you. You probably come on, Malcolm. He likes to be the the star of the show. show. You know, we could argue that he could still be from a different vantage point. You know, there was a lot of talk a while back about him starting that, that other political party. Now, I know a lot of people get silly, willy about that, but you know, we've had a change of political parties before in our country. It's happened. It's happened many times, actually. It hasn't happened in quite a long time, but it has indeed happened. I think we're getting pretty ripe for it right now in America. And I, I think both the Democrats and Republicans are, are, are taking on a lot of damage control. But I think the Democrats specifically, they are, in, are ripe and ready to uh, reap the rewards of what they uh, have put out there. And uh, you could see um, that coming to a tipping point uh, very, very soon. And I, I will make that. I, I see I, something's going to happen. I think we look back to this point of time, and we have the. I don't think this is always going to be about Democrats and Republicans. I think these political parties have uh, misplayed their steps, uh, and uh, and of course the Democrat Party is being taken over wholesale by the Marxist uh, part of the equation, and uh, that puts them in a very very. A difficult situation that, and they can't keep it together. They can't hold it together with that faction of the squad and the Sanders and the real Marxists that are calling the shots on the other side of the aisle, who are demanding, uh, you know, no fossil fuels and wind smoke and Indian pipe peace pipes that we run our energy on. Somehow, that's going to be the future of the whole thing. It's it's just off. uh, It's obscene. Uh, what is uh, happening here to our country, without a doubt here. Uh, There's a lot we have to get into focus here. Uh, I think our goal now is to um, uh, really, you know, break these things down like we do here today with you and and bring a a semblance of order to the conversation, friends. If we don't begin to um, really look at the evidence and look, we, we have to look under the radar now. We have to look between the tea leaves and we've really got to understand because nobody's giving it to you straight anymore. There's no media anymore. The fourth estate's gone. Uh, The media people are all lying like hell. So what I would suggest to you is we're on our own. We're on our own. So that's where America Out Loud comes in. We are on our own. It's a grassroots effort of liberty and justice for all. That's what this is about at America Out Loud. That's the movement and the beauty of our network and the people associated with it. All of the radio hosts, uh, the talk shows, both on talk radio and podcast, both. All of the great writers, all of the material we put out. Uh, it is to share the out loud truth, uh, not only from sea to shine and sea, but around the globe. And it is shared around the globe. Uh, to be sure. Uh, and so we welcome you in uh, to com and take a look around. And uh, it's a place you can be comfortable and spend some time and not be threatened. Uh, you know, as we continue to do these things, uh, it, it's good to get back in the groove as well. Uh, you're seeing that uh, we're still doing these Q&As on America Out Loud Pulse. It's our newest gem. I'm sure you're aware of it. Been listening to the five o'clock hour on uh, America Out Loud uh, talk Radio, uh, 5 o'clock and Encore 10 is America Out Loud Pulse. Great uh, days of host Every day is a different host and all just terrific worldly uh, people related to the healthcare field and, and other uh, aspects of that, if you will. But I'm really enjoying it. I hope you are getting a lot from the series. Uh, as you know, I do the Q&As every Wednesday with uh, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, and myself do that. And those shows are very, very successful. Those Q and A's. Uh, so that is uh, we, we missed last week due to my uh, sickness and uh, it, good to get that back out with you. And I hope you enjoyed the show uh, here uh, today and uh, moving forward as well, but help us share all of that out there with, with folks. I uh, also want to take an opportunity to uh, tell you again, and I know full, full full value the importance of an immune system friends i just got hit again with another round of covid uh got hit me pretty good actually uh but best fight in this stuff is uh, nasal hygiene uh mccullough and i just talking about it in fact we have two great products clear uh, dot com x-l-e-a-r terrific product made with xylitol that's available in all your pharmacies and in and, and stores across the country. And you can easily, uh, the, the products I talk about on the program here with you, you go back to com, right in the center panel, uh, just about three posts down on the front page or any post actually, you'll get uh, our sponsored products. They're right there. They're beautiful. And you click the ad. And What I like about it is there's a lot of scientific information. There's a lot of great value back when you click those links, okay? to find out a lot more about it. So do your own homework and research. If you have any questions, send them in to us. We'll answer them on the Q&A uh, pulse that we do, not here on The Voice of a Nation, more than likely. Although I do do some here with Dr. Henry Ealy. But I recommend you um, uh, do your research as well. But Clear is a great product, nasal hygiene. The xylitol will kill the, these pathogens and diseases and viruses. Same thing with Cofix Rx. Uh, Cofix Rx, you can get 20% off that order. By using the code OUTLOUD, Um, you click the ad back to CofixRx or or the Clear, if you want to get more information on that product. They're both terrific. Um, CofixRx.com forward slash OUTLOUD, uh, 20% off uh, you get off of that product. Uh, And that's what the uh, the Povidine iodine, that one is. Um, But this will kill the SARS-CoV-2, superbugs, uh, poxes, uh, monkey, giraffe poxes, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, or anything else happening, uh, superbugs, viruses, diseases. Uh, and it's a quick nasal hygiene, especially if you're not feeling well, get that up on your nasal and spray it a couple of squirts every eight hours. Do that several times a day as needed. If you're really not feeling well, that'll help get that virus out of that respiratory tract so it doesn't get into your respiratory tract and make you sicker. Um, I know full value, the value of that. So check those out, Copix, Rx, and Clear. And of course, healthy cell uh, is always a, a good day when you're taking healthy cell. It's a microgel, uh nutraceutical. Again, immune super boost, vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. If you're not taking immune super boost, what are you waiting for? What? I, I don't know. Don't wait till you get sick. Take the stuff before you get sick so that you have a fighting chance and better off to get through it quicker, which is what helped me. But I really suggest the Immune Super Boost. Also, uh, focus and recall for brain power, especially long COVID, REM sleep, help you sleep. These are all micro gels, they're fantastic. Look it up, uh, healthycell.com forward slash out loud, 20% off the healthy cell products without your first order just use the code out loud all of those are back at americaoutloud.com your links we'll take a real quick pause my fellow americans will join you back here we'll get into those seven points and uh, talk also about these two scenarios with the new york times you're listening to the voice of a nation listen to malcolm the voice of a nation on iheart radio or our free apps on apple android or alexa
1: All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpitone iodine-based nasal spray, CoFix Rx. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Kofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the CoFix Rx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code Outloud. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next.
0: As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all.
1: Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So, why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill free, patent pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great. Convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
0: Today's talk is about how to build a criminal case with no evidence. Uh, how exactly do you do that? Well, you you go ahead and you raid the residence of a former president is what you do to continue to garner as much. You'll find out everything because, as you know, part of what I reported to you just yesterday was. They swept up everything, rest assured, which is not normally the case, but they took every box in every office they could put their hands on, had no idea what they were taking, but they took it anyways. They could have taken the winning lottery ticket. They could have taken open checkbooks and things They they probably took all kinds of things, personal notes. Uh, can you imagine that? If, if the FBI swept into your home or your business right now and did that to you, what what would I mean, would that upset you? And do you think they might get something on you based on that? <laughs> you don't have to answer that now, but you get the point of what I'm speaking about. And that's what is unsettling here about the strength of an FBI coming in with uh, armed uh, guards, uh, or armed agents, if you will. Uh, and uh, by hook or by crook, they're going to take that stuff. This is the worst of America when that happens. Uh, you know, it's... It's another version of domestic terrorism and them coming after our own. Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, So these scenarios that the New York Times plays out here, um, they they say there are a couple of scenarios here. Let me get right to it here. Perhaps they say the central question about the FBI search of the uh, Trump's home is whether it is a relatively narrow attempt to recover classified documents. Joke, joke, uh haha. Or much more than that. I've already spelled out to you, friends. It's much more than that. You don't go on a witch hunt uh, just to on the potential idea that there might be a couple of classified documents in a box. It's not going to happen. There's just no way they are out to garner evidence and they're out to put as many nails in that coffin as they can and rough Trump up so that he is not capable of holding office again because of the statue I read to you yesterday. Remember, I gave that all to you yesterday, that that. that, uh, uh, statute there, um, it, it states that, uh, you, you can't, you can't run if you've been held, you know, it would be a fight. It would be a battle, but it's us code title 18 section two zero seven one, as states, whoever have in the custody of any such records, maps, documents, papers, or other things willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys, whatever, um, should be fined, uh, you know, uh, uh, be fined dollars and imprisoned not more than 3 years or both or shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. That tells you plenty right there. That that's what they're uh, that's uh, what I'm sure they're trying to do. There's a history of this again. It's how they built this whole Russia 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 narrative. They keep you in limbo and they tease it all up And in the meantime, all this inner sweat energy is put out there and it becomes a publicity campaign. It's a propaganda campaign. And you you bang somebody up pretty good. They did that with Trump really good, although Trump uh, really fought it back well. And even though he was off balance, you know, I often said, imagine what a Donald Trump could have done in office if he was unencumbered where he didn't have all of those assaults. Well, the New York Times goes on to say um, the Justice Department has long been aggressive about investigating former officials whom it suspects of improperly handling classified material, including Hillary Clinton and David Petraeus. That you you just can't believe this statement. You even I even read to you what they put in there, but this is what people believe, and everybody knows that there was no aggressiveness with Hillary Clinton at all. She got away with everything. Uh, there it, it, that that statement is a bull-faced lie that the Times prints about the Justice Department being aggressive. It's a complete lie. Now, Petraeus was another story, but he was on the other side of the political aisle. And, you know, there's no problem with with banging other people down the ladder up. I mean, he was just part of the game, Uh, but that's a different animal, sure. Um, But Hillary Clinton, she was untouchable, as so many of them are, as I pointed out to you in recent days here. Um, they're going to say if the FBI search nearly leads to a legalistic debate about what's classified, it probably will not damage Trump's political future. As I say, friends, this is not about classified information. That's why they're soft peddling it now, because they know damn well it's not. But they play the game just like they played Russia, Russia, Russia. And they played it uh, to a T to bang Trump up and screw our country up for over several years. Uh, this was played out. Uh, the, the Mueller... Council itself was 22 months, but the whole thing was uh, the episodic point of that went throughout the Trump uh, administration throughout those four years. uh, Basically, that was all part of that narrative uh, amongst everything else they could throw at him. You know, Uh, the Times goes on to say, but it also seems possible that the search is a sign of major new legal problems for him. There you go. People familiar with the search tell the times that it was not related to the Justice Department's investigation in the January 6th attack. I don't believe it, by the way. And it's unlikely that Garland, the Attorney General, would have allowed the search warrant request or that a federal judge would have proved it unless it involved something more important. Again, we already seen those rules broke broke with the visa courts and everything else they pulled off. So that's all a bunch of lies. That's all rubbish. That's all just printed for the vases of the sheeple to believe when they read the Times. They say, oh, yeah, everything's on the up and up. Yeah, the DOJ's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, they went after Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I remember that, man. People actually believe this garbage. You see what I mean? Even though it's, it's total lies. It's all lies. Every bit of it's lies. But they believe it. They, because the Times keeps... This is the damage of the media in our country. They keep printing this garbage. None of that's true. Those last couple of paragraphs are all lies. They go on to say, I don't think you get a judge to sign off on a search warrant for an ex-president's house lightly. Yeah, well, we know and we don't know what was really put in there as to why they got that. Or the biases of the judge uh, always come into play here. The biases of all these cats, you know they finished this way. Interesting. I think the world looks pretty different today than it did 48 hours ago. Yeah, I agree with you. I think all Americans agree with you there. The fact that they raided the former president's home. Yeah, the, the world absolutely looks different. The second point they make is this, is that Trump appears to be a subject of multiple criminal investigations. And prosecutors may decide that his violations of the law were so significant as to deserve prosecution. Now, again, this is the breadcrumbs, and this is that you just keep throwing as much as you can against the wall. And see, that's what they did against Donald Trump for his entire administration, all four years. Again, yeah, they banged up America. Yeah, they took a lot of wind out of our sails and oxygen out of the room, to be sure. But it was all well worth it on their end uh, because they were able to get back at Trump and really, at the end of the day, get back at the American people because it wasn't where they wanted the country to go. And for all those reasons I shared with you on the seven points that made Trump a target, seven big points that make Trump a target. There's a history of this thing. And so that second point is, uh, you know, is more likely that they're trying to build a criminal investigation. Uh, it, it, he's the subject of, but they don't have the evidence. So when I start off and I say to you, Please understand when I say to you how to build a criminal case with no evidence, this is how you do it. Now, that's not the way it's supposed to work in our country, friends. You're supposed to have the crime first to be able to go secure the evidence, but you've got got to have the crime first. But there was never any crime with Trump. It never existed. But that didn't stop them, did it? It never stopped them. Why? Because of all the points I made to him, the tables turned on Trump and became highly toxic. So our country's going to have to make some very difficult decisions. You know, what is, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions. What does this set us up for in the future? I mean, do you think another four years of Trump in the White House would be played any easier? Can you answer that yourself? Or do you need me to help you on? And what does that look like for our country? What kind of a future do we want, exactly? And then you say, well, what are you getting at, Malcolm? Do you think he shouldn't run or should run? That's not even what I'm getting at, friends. It's more than that. It's this narrative of what kind of a country do we want to hit. Let's get real, right? Let's get real. What are we really looking for? Do you think any of this is going to change? The establishment's going to change? The media's going to change? is any of that going to change against trump and against the american people so how does trump help us get to the end the end root cause what and what are we trying to get to see these are things nobody's really asking and these things are not being answered nobody's asking these things we're so caught in the moment of tearing each other a new one from the left to the right we're paying no attention to any resolve and what we want as a country, and who we are as a people, and these are the kinds. You know, nobody in these conventions are really asking what. You know, what does the country look like with or without another Trump administration? What kind of a job did he do for the first time? We we know many people in across the spectrum, in the middle of the aisle, and independence moderates, and many Democrats know as well. His policies were crazy effective doesn't change the seven points I made to you as to why Trump is a target. So I'm not drawing any specific conclusions on what I believe. I do, listen, I, you know, my personal belief on it is that I said three, four years ago when Trump got into play, I voted for Trump both times, to be clear with you. I'm a Christian conservative. I'm going to vote accordingly. His policies made sense to me. Did I think his, toxic- his toxicness was good for the country? I did not. Do I think the establishment was an easy play? I do not. Did, did, was there ever a chance to do it any other way? I don't know the answer to that. Did, do I know that he got under their skin? He did quickly, and they played everything against him. Would he have changed otherwise? We, we don't know. We can't answer that. I mean, we, we just don't know, because it didn't happen that way. I think Trump is a very interesting man for interesting times. He played a very big part of American history. Uh, was it fear? It was never fear, people. I told you that from the get-go, and I'll tell you that today. And you look at all these points as to why I spell out and where we're at today, and it begins to make a lot of sense. And still, until we start to do some real soul searching here, in our nation. We're going to continue uh, to hurt and do damage to the republic of which we stand. One nation under God, right? Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. My fellow Americans, it's time to get involved and get loud, America.